let the church say amen. From the gospel, recorded by St. John, chapter 1 and verse 3. 1 and verse 3. I said this morning, it is on days like this that I thank God for my northern members. <laughs> A- amen. I- <laughs> we we down south. We temperature starts driving, dropping down. We we tend to stay at home. <laughs> so I see. I, I thank God for those who have traveled from distances. <laughs> And who are not bothered by cold weather and and rain. Amen. John chapter 1. Verse 3. Continue our series as we move toward the Christmas celebration. Verse 3 says this. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Amen. I want for a few minutes this morning, I want to talk about Jesus in the creation. Jesus in the creation. All things were made by him. Without him. Not anything made that was made. John is clear in making sure that you and I know that not only was Jesus there in the beginning, but he wants us to know and he deems it important for you and I to know that Jesus is right in the middle of creation. The reason I know that is because he said that all things were made by him, Jesus, the Logos, the Word. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing, anything made that was made. And brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm always, I'm always amazed when, when the debate breaks out. You know, whenever you get people around, they, they always a debate breaks out concerning creation. There are some people who believe in the creation, and there are some who believe in some evolution that everything got started in some pond somewhere. It's it's always a mess. But I I I never get involved in those conversations because, first of all. I know what I believe. I know what I believe, and no amount of debate is going to shake what I believe about God. But secondly, secondly, I've come to realize that if a person does not have God in the right perspective, that they will never get anything else in perspective. Oh, yeah, you're just, arguing, you're, you're just wasting wind arguing with somebody who does not have God 
in perspective. It is said that, that, that while uh, uh, Sir Isaac Newton, while he was studying the solar system and while he was getting things ready, uh, he, he, he was studying the system and they say he created, he, he built this model of the solar system. And in this model, in this model somehow he had the sun, he made some, a sun and then he made all the planets and he put them all in their right places. He had all these gadgets that made them move at the right time. And so he actually made a model of the solar system. And, and it was a working model of the solar system. And he had that thing in the Bible. And, and, and according to what the story I heard was that a man came by who did not believe the Bible, did not believe he was an agnostic. He came by. And he saw what Sir Isaac Newton was doing. He saw the model that he had and, and how it was moving and how everything was in sync. And he asked Sir Isaac Newton, he said, who, who made that thing? And Sir Isaac Newton said, nobody did. He said, I, I said, who, who made that? Newton said, nobody. Nobody did. And the man looked at him and said, you must think I'm a fool. You must think I'm a fool. Am I supposed to believe that all of that just happened, that it all put itself together, all the intricate details and all of the, all, all the fine details, that all of that just happened by itself? Am I supposed to believe that? And Isaac Newton said, that's exactly my point. <laughs> Are y'all hearing this? Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. That's exactly my point. No, it didn't make itself. Are y'all hearing me? And anybody that believes that this world is where it is, that all of this just happened by itself. Are y'all hearing me? Maybe, maybe it's just me. But, but I, when I look at all creation, the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, everything around it, and yeah, the, the fact that the planets have been in motion since the beginning, and there's never been a wreck. When I look at the rivers keep flowing to the sea, and the sea still ain't full, fish still swimming, birds still flying, to me, it takes more faith to believe that all of this just happened than it would to believe that there is a God. Are y'all hearing me? It takes more faith to believe that it just fell out of nowhere than it takes to believe that there's a God who is in control of all of it and who makes it all work. If a person has a problem, I have found, if a person has a problem within the beginning God, then you're wasting your time trying to get them to understand anything that God has done. If they can't get beyond those words in the beginning, God, if they can't get beyond that, you may as well leave them alone. Are y'all hearing me? Because, uh, yeah, they'll never understand anything that God has done. But on the other hand, on the other hand, if they ever get to know God through faith in his son, Jesus Christ, if they ever get to know, oh, if you just come to know him in his fullness and believe on him, you have no problem if you get to believe on him. You have no problem with in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. 
If you believe that, then you have no problem with all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. I'm just trying to help you here. If you come to know that the Lord, he is God, then you have no problem believing that it's he that has made us. And not we ourselves. If you come to believe that, yeah, you can readily accept the fact that we are his people. And the sheep of his pastor. But you got to believe him first. This text this morning takes us to the fact. A fact that we don't think about on a regular basis. And that text carries us to the idea of Jesus as the creator. But with John's opening statement here, with his opening statement you can turn that down just a little bit, sir. With his opening statement, he places Jesus right in the middle of creation. When he said, in the beginning was the word. You remember what we talked about? The Logos, Jesus, in the beginning was the word. And then he added that all things were made by him. Now, now, let me just do a little refresh, refresher course here. Just in case you missed something, we've already learned the lesson of the Trinity. That the Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not the Father. But what we did learn is that the Father is God. The Son is God. And the Holy Spirit is God. They are God in three persons. You remember? You remember last week? Last, this was last week. We talked about Thomas. You remember? We talked about Thomas and, and John 14. John, John 14, when Thomas yeah, said to the Lord, Jesus was saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I'll come again, receive you unto myself. And he was making this discourse, and Thomas you remember how he cut him off and said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How in the world can we know the way? You remember that? And Jesus turned around at him and said, look, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And then he said to Thomas, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Then you remember, let me go back over it. You remember he had to check Philip. Because now Philip raises up. In that same text, John 14, he says, I'll tell you what, Jesus, uh, yeah, since he brought it up, let's just go on and settle this once for all. Show us the Father and we'll be all right. Just show him to Let us see this, Father. You got us praying to him and all of that. Show us the Father and we will be all right. But then Jesus looked at him and said, have you been with me all this time? And you still don't know me, Philip. You've been with me all this time, still don't know me. Listen to what he said to Philip. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. My brothers and my sisters, if we can just get our heads around the fact that Jesus is God, 
then we have no problem with the fact that all things were made by him. That, that he is indeed the creator of everything. Then once you can digest that, then you can begin to make sense out of the fact that all nature is at his beck and call. Are y'all hearing this? You see, anything you create, you can control it. Let me say it one more time. I say anything that you create, you can control it. That's, that's why I have a hard time with parents who got little children. You created that thing. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, anything you create. Now, you might not do it, but you can control it. Those of us, those of us who were old enough, and y'all have, y'all talk it to your children when you get home, but those who are old enough, you, you remember the movie Frankenstein. Anybody remember Frankenstein? Yeah, the, the, the movie Frankenstein was a story of a, of a scientist, Victor Frankenstein, who, who created this hideous man. He created a man, and, and eventually he, he created him, and eventually he couldn't control him anymore. Are y'all hearing me? At that point, he became a monster. <laughs> Anything you make and can't control it, that's a monster there. Are y'all hearing me? But, but, but. Yeah, but, but I want to submit to you that, that Jesus is God. And he has complete control over everything. Why? Because he is the creator of everything. He can control everything and he has power over everything because he made everything. Let me, let me show it to you. Jesus is God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who else but God could show up at a wedding and switch the molecular structure of water and make it wine? Are y'all here? Who else but God could defy the laws of nature and walk on water? Who else but God could take two fish and five barley loaves of bread and feed over 5,000? Are y'all hearing this? Who else but God can get a man up, get a man who's been laying down for 38 years and on a bed and cause him to leave with the bed on his back? Who else but God could show up in a cemetery and call a man back who's been dead for four days? Who else but God could wake up out of a dead sleep, speak to a storm, yeah, yeah, and, and the storm lays down like a scared puppy. Who else but God? Are y'all hearing me? Who else but God? Yeah, here's where, this is my exit right here. We're on our way out of here. Yeah, yeah because yeah, it was after that miracle in Mark 4 when he spoke to the storm that a question was raised. The question that was raised is, what kind of man? Y'all ain't hearing me. What kind of man is, you remember, you remember the story. It was a long day. Jesus had a long day and said to them, let's go over to the other side. They got on a ship. 
headed across the Sea of Galilee going to the other side of the sea. But while they were out there, a storm came up. Let me refresh your memory. Let me read. A storm came up. And 37 says that the storm was so bad that the waves were beating the ship and the ship is now full. Is that in your book? All right. Yeah, the ship is now full. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, and look at it, read it, look at it for yourself. It says that the ship is full of water. Is there anybody in here that knows what's supposed to happen to a ship when it's full of water? Are y'all hearing me? This thing is still floating, but it's full. Oh, are y'all hearing me? I, I, and somebody here, somebody here can identify with that. You know what it is uh, to feel like you ought to be going down. I wonder if I got a witness in the house. Yeah, everybody around you thought you should have been down a long time ago, but you keep right on. Are y'all hearing me? They counted you out a long time ago. They said you would be at the bottom in no time, but guess what? You're still floating. <sighs> what we're seeing right there, and I believe what we're seeing right there is the power of the Godhead. What we're seeing right there is the three in one. So even as Jesus takes a nap, God is still on the throne. Y'all ain't hearing me. Jesus wakes up and he utters three words. He gets up out of his sleep, utters three words, peace, be still. The Bible says that the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Here's where I want to get to right here. Here's where I want to get to. The storm is over. Verse 39, the storm is over. But verse 41 said that the men feared exceedingly. They, they were scared in 37 when the storm was going on. The storm is over in verse 39, but in verse 41, it says that they feared exceedingly. Get it now. The storm is over. But now they are more afraid than they were in the storm. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, it says that they feared exceedingly. But let me help somebody out here. This was not a phobia kind of fear. Like the fear of height or the fear of spiders or something like that. It wasn't that kind of fear. This kind of fear was a fear that we call awe. It was an awe. Are y'all hearing me? It was a fear that said a moment ago we were in a storm and we were fearing for our lives. But now here we stand face to face with a man who can speak to a storm. Are y'all hearing me? We thought we were afraid of the storm, but now here we stand in the face of a man who when the storm hears his voice, uh, it will quieten right down. Are y'all hearing me? That's a good kind of fear. That's a fear that we call all. This is the kind of fear that made a songwriter pick up his pen and, sing, and write down, Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the world thy hand has made. I see the stars and I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed. 
Then he went on and wrote, Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great, how great thou art, how great thou art. This is the kind of awe that makes somebody pick up a pen and write out God is an awesome God. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Our God is awesome. Yeah. He can move mountains. Yeah. He can heal me when I'm broken. He hides me from the rain. Yeah. Are you hearing this? Yeah. But this, after all of that is over, yeah. listen to the question these men ask. Yeah. They looked at Jesus. Uh, they looked at each other. Yeah. Say, what? Yes, uh, kind of man is this? What manner, yes, of man is this? Well, nobody answered that day, but I got an answer for him right now. That man is the God man. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That man is the God man. That means he's holy God and he's holy man. Are y'all hearing me? I just said something. I say that man is holy God and he's holy man. He is a mixture of deity and dirt. Holy God and holy man. And let me tell you why. That's important. Because I was sinking deep in sin far from the peaceful shore yeah i needed uh, somebody yeah who wasn't down where i was uh, but who get in touch with god yeah are y'all hearing me yeah so that's why god uh, sent his son uh, the god man yeah he reached up yeah and grabbed god by the hand yeah then he reached down uh, and grabbed poor me yeah by the hand, yeah, and right there on camera, yeah, he brought God and man back together, yeah. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yes, he died on an old cross, laid him in a barry tomb. But I'm glad that early in the Sunday morning, he got up, he got up with all power in his hand. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad that I know him. I'm glad that I know him for myself. Yeah, yeah, yes. What manner of man is this? Who can pick me up, turn my life around, clean me up, and fit me for the kingdom? What, what kind of a man is this? If you're here today, 
My task is to introduce you. If you don't already know him, you need to get to know that God man. The one who came to save us. The one who understands you and I. You're here if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. If you're here, let me invite you to move now. If you're unsaved, come. If you're already saved, already saved, and don't have a church covering, you need to be covered. You need a church. You need to be moving now.